0: Patterns, permutations, time, rhythm, coordination, meter, concentration, tempo, modulation, groove. Welcome to the Drum Mantra Podcast. This is Rich Stitzel, and it's time to go deeper with your practice. So what I what I did is, you know, at some point I started realizing like I can put in these, you know, these sexuals and make it sound essentially kind of faster than this. Polyrhythms, polymeters, what are they? How are they related? How are they different? Let's take a look. Before I set up anything in a session, I try to find out, hey, what's the first song we're gonna do? Can we go listen to it? If there's some kind of demo, and then, because I hate, I hate just like throwing up like any old simple and whatever, um, building a kit and then going to listen to the song you're know, like, oh well, I wouldn't use half the stuff up here. The way to be successful at something is you have to be so passionate about it that time disappears. You do not care. You are just in it. You can't wait to wake up because you get to start again. When you go to sleep, you hope that you dream about it. That's what I'm talking about. i the time. about passion. I really feel like that's really under. Size part of being a drummer, what happens is you're moving the accents everywhere possible in a measure of four-four, a measure of three-four, and a measure of five. You break it down, you know, sometimes you'll do three with hand or whatever. But if it's, the it's combination of just those two things and throwing in a single kick drum or a double kick drum, and now you have these hot crazy Hey hey, what's up everybody? Rich Stitzel here. Welcome to the drum mantra podcast. Um, uh, once again, <laughs> you guys are definitely used to this by now, but uh, and a couple weeks hasn't gone by again already since I did my last podcast. Um I have recorded a couple podcasts and then I just sort of feel like they're not really they weren't really meant for anything but me just sort of working things out in my own mind. Um a lot of things had to do with just work and keeping, keeping life balance happening. In fact, uh, a week ago, I, my, my subject of my podcast was um, the 80-hour work week, which I've been experiencing a little bit lately. That, that particular week I had put in uh, uh, exactly 80 hours of either sticks in my hands or editing video. I think it was, man, I don't know, it was like six rehearsals and eight gigs. That was, again, this week. Seven rehearsals and eight gigs this week. Um, and then just tons of video editing and shooting for the Drum at 3030. But I decided that, I don't know, I just didn't feel like it was something I was going to post. But I just had a conversation today, and I think that this might be something kind of worth talking about, because I... We had a conversation for about 15 minutes. Um, a new percussionist in Chicago, just moved here from Atlanta, um, is uh, starting to work. I, I play. I do this church gig, and, and she introduced herself a few weeks ago and said, I'd love to play with you guys. And, and uh, so the leader, the music director, and I watched some of her YouTube videos. And we're like, OK, she, she sounds great. So this this will work, and we brought her in, and um, you know she's only been in the city for a couple weeks, and I I gave her some names of some people she should talk with, and, and she did. She reached out. She's starting a little connection, and I don't want this to be a personal story about her or anything. Uh, she's an awesome human being, but uh, she said this is a this is a question that I, I'm sure is goes through everyone's mind at some point in their life and she said how do you handle um, being asked to do something and not being paid for it like you know getting called for a recording session and, and there being no talk about compensation and you sort of feel like there probably isn't going to be any compensation do you do you Immediately say this is my price, or do you um, say yeah I'll do it this time? But just to let you know that I don't I don't usually work for free, or or what? So um, here my response was this, and this is uh, this is the evolution because of my own life. Because of course in the beginning you're just kind of guessing your way through it. Um, I've certainly done. Many things for free in my early days, and and finally, you know, established myself in the last I don't know decade or fifteen years or so of you know having having a fee that I charge and, and it being pretty well known that if if someone calls me that 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 that's going to be going down. But uh, it wasn't always that way, and and um, it all has to do with well, it has to do with a few things. It mainly has to do with. Uh, relationships, I guess, and uh, what what I first said was, if, if it's a band, okay, so I asked, you know, is it a band, or are you getting hired to do just a session for someone's record, or like, is this a band that is kind of seeing you as a member of the band, that's totally different, I mean, if you're in a band, if you're a member of a band, and you're going in to record a song that that you're then going to promote to go play gigs or whatever that's that's a completely different thing and and i don't think a a band member should be i mean who are you going to tell in the band that you need to get paid if you're in the band unless you have some management company um so that's that's kind of a different scenario and i you know even if you're a new member in a band that's already established and they're going in to do a record if you know that you're kind of now becoming a member of that that organization then you just kind of get in and 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 see see how the game is being played by those people, and instead of kind of preempting the phone call with, yeah, I'll do this session, but I need to get paid. Um, my suggestion to everybody all the time is always kind of give. I don't want to say the benefit of the doubt because it's not really that you're doubting somebody, but I always say you know give. Yourself to the situation and then just stand back and observe how everyone responds and reacts. You know, our, you, you can tell a lot by, about someone's character when you, um, you know, give of yourself selflessly and then just stand back. And it's not like, you know, you don't want to get in the habit of like, I'm going to do this so I can get something from somebody. And I love that this is coming to the forefront in so many situations. Um, someone who's definitely championing, championing, championing this concept in the business world is Gary uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. He has a podcast that's pretty much insane. He's he's a super smart guy when it comes to not only uh, building a business but also kind of about being being a human and kind of coming from a space of. Of deep ethics and respect and empathy, and that is absolutely true to me. I mean, I can only speak uh, with experience from the music business perspective. But um, you know, one of his things that he always says is 5149. You always want to give more than you take, and and also one of the concepts that he talks about that you know is just true in life and before he came along and was saying this, you know, people have been saying this forever is everything kind of settles, you know, so settles to where it needs to be. Um, you know, the oil gets separated from the water, so to speak. So someone's true color, someone's real true character will show itself eventually. So, you know, maybe someone, you know, it's very common in the music business and the music industry and probably the entertainment industry and arts industry all around. Are there people who are very, being very manipulative to uh, control the situation, and then there's the complete opposite, where there are people who are such artists that they're afraid to um, step up and ask for any kind of uh, anything in return for their work. And both of those extremes are obviously not healthy and dangerous. Um, so, luckily, it seems like we've been organizing kind of a system amongst, you know, some of the major cities definitely have uh, some self-imposed scales in place that are not even related to the union, the musicians union, but, um, you know, groups of people might get together and say, let's say that this is what we charge all the time, and and I'm actually, you know, the, the musicians that I do all my session work in Chicago, we've all kind of come to these agreements of if we get hired, this is the answer for what our hourly wage wages or per song wage is rate. Um, that way, we're, no one's undercutting each other, and, and we're kind of keeping keeping an even kill with everybody. So, I you know my suggestion was do the session with no expectation except just go in and, and, and give your give your all and be be real and then just see what the response is see if if uh, you know if, if someone reaches out and says hey we really appreciate what you did because you know uh, compensation can come in many forms it can, and it's, it's kind of funny because you know there's a joke about about advertisements in, in like uh, city newspapers where it's like a club saying Looking for a band uh, doesn't pay anything, but there's lots of exposure, and musicians kind of balking at that and saying this is ridiculous. You know, we don't play for exposure; we have to eat. But there is a little bit of uh, there is a little bit of truth and benefit in the idea of exposure, um, in the form of like building a network or just uh, literally exposure. I mean, if you're if you're a band and you're demanding $5,000 to play a Thursday night at a local bar, you're probably not going to get a gig and no one's ever going to see you. But if you're willing to do a free opening set for a national touring act and it's a good match and the audience, all of a sudden you're playing in front of 1,500 people you might not have made any money that night but if 1% of those fans likes you all of a sudden you've got 150 people that are interested in your stuff. And then it comes down to can you continue? Can you walk the walk? Can you bring the goods? Because it's all about it's all about, you know, having something solid that is connecting with people. So, I mean, if the cream rises, that's that's kind of a truth that I've observed without a doubt is you know the best players are mostly on the best gigs. Uh, the best players make the most money usually. I mean that's kind of the how it is in, in most major cities, unless you're a, a schmoozer. And I think that that's kind of I think that that's kind of going away. People are finally like, I mean the hang factor is important with people and in band situations. But if someone's if the hang factor is high because someone is being kind of like not, not the most authentic person, like maybe they can't play but they're a great hang, that's kind of uh, that's that's kind of dying I think because nowadays there are lots of great players out there and there's lots of cool people out there so people who aren't a good hang but can play great they're not necessarily going to be getting all the work. And I think in the 70s and 80s, 90s, you know, there could be kind of jerky musicians who were just really awesome, and they would get a lot of gigs because of their playing. But, but nowadays, things are, just, things are just different. I mean, we're very social-oriented people, and we are connected to everybody in the world, so why have an awesome guitar player who's a jerk on your, on your gig when you could have an awesome guitar player who's a cool guy? Um, and then the thing that definitely is not surviving is someone who can't play, but's a cool hang. I mean, that's, you're not, I don't know, maybe that exists in some worlds, but it definitely doesn't exist in like the high level, um, freelance gun for hire type musicians that, that are, you know, making really good livings in, in all the major cities. Um, So it just comes down to character, you know, like, uh, there, I get called for sessions and I immediately, you know, it's, the talk is immediately, when is it, where is it, what are the hours and, and what's the compensation? And we go from there. There are other artists that I get a call from and... At the end of the session they write me a check and I tear it in half. I say, Nope, I'm not taking your money, man. I believe in what you're doing and I'm I'm more than happy to support your art. Or someone says, you know, let me write your check and I say, write it for half. And they, you know, I've done this several times too. Just whatever, you know, this is the amount we agreed upon. I had a great time at the session write my check for half I want to donate half of my time to your project because I, I believe what you're doing and I think that you need to use your money to, you know put, put my half of money towards part of your mastering or whatever you know because I'm not trying to like retire off of anybody and some people you just you're friends with or you really believe in and, and that's a totally different thing so there's a the sliding scale for musicians is huge um and, you know, and, and I think I just recognize, and this is important to notice is, um, for instance, I, did, I, I have a friend who's a, who's, a, who's a good friend now and we play in a band together a lot, but when I first met him, I had only known him for a couple months and uh, he hired a producer to do a record and I got called to do the drums and um, we talked about the fee and I liked this, this yeah, I call him a kid, he's, he's young, but he's super talented, and I, he was one of these people that I said, I only want to make, you only need to pay me half of what we did, uh, said because I believe in you, and I think this is great that you're doing this, I'm really proud of you. Um, now, at that point, it doesn't have anything to do with money, it has to do with it has to do with... Two, two things happen when that situation goes down. First of all, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel um, like I was able to help support another artist and not, you know, not rob them of all their money. Not that it would be robbing them because the fees are the fees and, and they, they're totally legit. But it just feels good to say, Hey, I want to help you out. I want to give back. And obviously that artist now has a whole different look at what you do and a, a, an appreciation. And this is not the reason that I, that I do this, but this is a byproduct. that artist then might, you know, say to somebody else, man, rich is a total pro, awesome guy. And of course, you know, I probably say, let's not tell anyone else that I, that I did this for you. Um, you know, you don't, He's not going around going, oh man, you got to hire Rich. He he only charges half of what he says. That just doesn't happen because you know you've got to be a cool guy. Like the kit, your character carries across, and someone who appreciates that is only going to talk about the the parts of of their experience with you that are relevant to the art of the music. They're not going to have conversations about money with somebody else when they're talking about you as an artist. Necessarily, and if they do, then it just kind of the cream rises, and you and you start to realize, well, this person is showing their true character. And next time, if I decide I'm gonna, I'm willing to do the session, it's not going to be free or half price or whatever. So you know, you gotta. People have to kind of, you have to give people space to bring out their own character. To you, and then that helps you make decisions on how to navigate your way through uh, that that little portion of your social social scene. Um, so you know, getting called to do a session and do it for free, if you're new in town or if you're new in the business, I I my recommendation to anybody that gets that in that situation is to say absolutely yes, not say but. I usually get paid, not say I need to get paid, not say what is this going to pay, but just do it. Go in, be a total pro, and if you don't know how to be a total pro, here's how to be a total pro. Don't speak out about anything you don't know anything about. Whoever is the leader in the room is the one that speaks, and if you're asked a question, then you answer it. I mean, if there's a producer in the room and you're not asked to give any creative input, don't. Be ready. Be completely prepared. Um, Don't make the session go longer because you have an error or an issue. So the way to be Total Pro is to be as seamless and as um, kind of undetected and under the radar as you can be. And your true colors will come out. The producer will see what you have to offer, and you know if you end up taking two or three takes of a tune, and they allow you to do it differently each time, and you are a good artist and understand how to play the music that you're uh, doing a session for, and can give it a little bit different creative angle each time, that producer's gonna know, because if they're if they're really a real producer and they're like not just a fake producer, but someone who actually knows about music and understands how things work, they're going to notice right away. They're going to go, oh, this musician is is not only on time, professional, efficient, uh, and the sounds are great, they don't interfere with the session, blah, 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 but they're also a very solid and creative musician who can give me different things when I need it, and that is golden. So all of a sudden... That producer is going to use you. Maybe the band that hired you doesn't even. Maybe the band that hired you ends up not using you for whatever reason. But the producer does. The producer becomes interested in you, and then you are someone that the producer uses, and it doesn't have anything to do with the band that uh, was the way that you were introduced to that producer. So that's a that's a scenario. I mean, there's lots of scenarios. If you're if you're going into the studio. Okay, here's your band. Here's a band that, that you just met you're now playing in the band and they say we're going to go in the studio and record something and you're like great you go in, there's no producer but the band already knows their song because you guys have rehearsed a bunch You know, that's another thing if you're in a band you probably rehearse a lot of times to get ready to play a song and when you're kind of a more of a session musician you don't hear the song until you get to the studio you hear it once and then you go in and play it it's a totally different game. Totally different game. So you've rehearsed with your band that you're new in. They've written the song. You're just adding your parts because you're you know, playing percussion or something. That's not like a vital part of the, the, the construction of the song or more of the colors. Go into the, ses- go in the studio. You record the song. And then you see what comes of it. Maybe if they're, if they're, if they're jerky, here's the jerkiest thing that will happen. They don't pay you, they don't call you for a gig, and next time you see that they're playing out live, they've got another percussionist in the band. That's about the the worst of it. Um, But I guarantee you that if you do a good job, even if the jerkiest of all situations happens with that band, if you did a good job and if you were a professional, someone saw that. Someone noticed that. It might be someone in the band. Maybe they have an issue with the jerkiness of the band, too, and then they end up calling you and say, Hey... Let's start our let's start a different thing because I don't like the jerkiness either. Or maybe the whole band is jerky and the engineer hears you. Or the the assistant engineer or the studio owner just happens to be observing the session and they're like, Wow, this person's like why is this person in this band? They're really being pro and everyone else is kind of being jerky. So the thing is, like always bring your A game. No matter what the situation is, always know your part in in the situation. You know how much input should you be giving, uh, etc. And just let everyone else show their true colors. Now, a great thing that would happen is you go do that. You're willing to do the rehearsals. You go to the session. You're willing to do the session for free, and then you decide I'm going to sit back and just see how this goes. And uh, the the band says that was awesome um, we're booking these you know, these, these twelve dates and we want you to come out with us and do it and here's how we do the money you know, we, you know there's five people in the band, we split it seven ways and two two parts go to the the band fund and every, everyone else takes one seventh uh, or something like that or you know we've got a we've got a camera guy that goes with us and we've got a sound guy that goes with us there's, there's five band people, There's seven. there's two other people and that there's seven people and we split the money ten ways and three tenths of it go to the band fund. Everyone makes a makes one tenth or whatever. But now all of a sudden you're included as an equal or as a member. And that, to me, is absolutely justifiable for going in and doing a session for free. Because now you're in a band. And being in a band is a totally different ecosystem than being a hired musician. You're in a band, you do things evenly. If you don't do things evenly in a band, the band won't survive. If, and especially, I mean, nowadays it's a lot different than, than 10 years ago from the beginning of recorded music until 10 years ago. You know, when you're talking about getting signed by a label and you're talking about publishing and all of a sudden the lead singer says, I wrote this song and they get the publishing and you go out and, so, and all of a sudden your band has a hit and the singer is now a millionaire and everyone else in the band is making, you know, $500 a week, the band is not going to survive. It will break up. So, keeping things even, so now here you are, you did, you you, you brought into a band, you did a free recording session, so you, you had to use a couple of hours of your time and, and for rehearsals and stuff, but now you're a member of this band and, and you like the people and you're out on the road with them, I would say you owe them more than they owe you for that session because you found something that is super fulfilling. It's like, "Man, I love these people. We're having fun. We're playing shows. I'm a part of something." I mean, that's that's invaluable. I mean, that that's 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 the reason I wanted to be a musician. That's the first 15 years of my life was being, you know, my professional life was being in a band and doing things as a you know you start your own you're you're a business you're a band you're a family you're writing songs together you're traveling together you're taking care of each other you know one person's better at something than someone else you find your strengths and weaknesses and you work as a team and that there's nothing cooler than that in the world for someone who wants to be a musician um i loved that part of my life so much that was that was my passion and i lived and breathed the band mentality and the band life then, uh, then when I moved from Texas to Chicago, I knew that being in a band was no longer going to do it because I needed to, you know, I needed to become a different, a different, uh, musician in this city. So, um, I became more of a session hired person, guy that just plays with everybody. That's a whole different story, but, uh, yeah the game of like being an artist and being a musician this is another big conversation I have with one of the keyboardist producers that i I work with all the time I mean literally like we we see each other five days a week um, we always have the conversation about being an artist and being uh, and then you know relating that to making a living and and you know demanding respect for the art but also you know, knowing that, you know, there are certain, there are certain gigs that he and I do where we demand, you know, I'm saying demand, but we, we get a premium. We like, it's not our normal fee. It's a, it's even a bigger fee for doing a rehearsal and a show with an artist. And then we're willing to be in a band that is creative and artistic completely that has nothing to do with, with, uh, You know, the music's not written to entertain anybody but ourselves and we're willing to have rehearsals and play a show and we're not worried we're not counting heads and trying to figure out how many people we're are here because of how much money we're gonna make. It's it's completely about the art. So it's a sliding it's 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 really a it's such a strange business because we all do this because we're passionate about something that has to do with being creative. And being an artist at some level, whether you're in a band or whether you're a side man, you're a hired gun, whatever it is, you love playing your instrument, which is an abstract form of communication, and and when you get good at it, there's a value on it. And the strange thing is, sometimes you're you're willing to do something and not make any money because the value is is um, it's not tangible it's 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 a good feeling in your soul like you you're making art or you're 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 touching people on a different level you're 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 inspiring others and that feels good or just you're you're you know there's nothing like the the feeling of playing music with everybody that's totally on on the same page and completely focused and you're making you know amazing music together and that has a value of its own or you're hired to work with a big artist, and it's a big tour, and there are rules and there are there are guidelines, and, and the songs have to be exactly the same every night, and you have to be on time, and this is what's going on, and this is your schedule. Then, yeah, you're making a premium because it's a it's that's a different part of the business. Music is such an interesting business because every single artist spans every single situation you know you'll have it, it seems like it's probably one of the few well I guess actors do this too you you know you might see some one of your favorite actors in a movie and then when they're not doing a movie they might be in you know on Broadway or somewhere out in LA doing a play because a lot of a lot of people who do movies love to be in plays that's like their first love is theater and it's the same with musicians, I mean, I remember when um, when Branford was doing The Tonight Show with Jay Leno and it was, it was Kenny Kirkland and Tane Watts and you know, they're making serious money playing The Leno Show and at first they got to play jazz and then it became a little bit more poppy but that's not even the point of the story, but the point is they're making some, some crazy money they don't have to do anything else, but what happens? You still see Tane in New York playing in a restaurant, playing jazz, making a hundred bucks. Why? Because he loves it. And there are many, many. I mean, you go to New York and and go to Fifty Five Bar, and every musician that plays in there is is making. You know, they're not they're not playing Fifty Five to make money. They're playing Fifty Five to to be artists. And every one of those musicians has done some. Major band, some major tour, some big thing, and then they do that for the joy of art. And, and you know, same thing happens in Chicago. I mean, we all do do the big the big work for our money and for our job, and then we do our artistic things. That like that's not about the money. It's about the joy of of pure creat creativity or whatever it is. So. You know, I love I love thinking about this. I think it's really important, and I'm so glad that that um, I had this conversation today because it really, you know, to be able to talk about it really helps me and it helps the other person. So please, if you have a question and we're not in the same city, uh, please reach out to me at uh, Rich Stitzel Music on Instagram, Rich Stitzel Music on um, Facebook, and then also uh drum mantra for all those social media places as well. But uh yeah, please reach out, ask me questions. Um I love talking about all kinds of things and um would be happy to to talk about whatever you're interested in. Okay, well I'm pulling home. I just finished my 8th gig of the week. It's Sunday, 12:30, I'm going to eat some lunch and go start recording more video for the Drum munch of 3030. And if you want to check that out, it is a complete, it's a 30-day course that takes you through my first book, The Foundational Series. It's uh, 30 minutes a day for 30 days, and it is a massive workout that will completely transform the way that you think and practice, and it'll deepen many, many aspects of your playing and ultimately what that turns into is having more confidence in any playing situation that you're in, studios, live, whatever. Uh, DrumMantra3030.com to start getting information. We're going to roll that out in about a month, and I'm really excited to share it with everybody. Uh, Besides that, I hope you have a great day. Uh, Please subscribe to this uh, podcast if you're interested and like what you're hearing. Um I'll try to be more consistent, but who knows? Things are just crazy, and I get inspired, and that's when I talk. So thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care.